After World War II, from 1946 to 1964, a new breed was raised up. A strong clan of brilliant, fearless, invincible people. Ones who believed they could do anything. Who changed the very culture of the entire world. This clan is the tribe known as the Baby Boomers. But somehow life happened. The J.O.B., the family, the kids. For some, divorce, remarriage, more kids, moving, new jobs, layoffs. And then the very people whose motto was, never trust anyone over 30, suddenly passed that age and now are doubling. Many now with dim vision, lost hopes, and broken dreams are fearful that it's all over and the only thing that's left is regret. But out of the ashes was born Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again to surpass their glory days and achieve even greater things now. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Nope! It's Bobby the Boomer! Bobby the Boomer! Hey! Bobby! Bobby boy! Yes, Grandpa? Go fix it the world! Here's Bobby. Well, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you today. We're from my mobile studio, of course. And I hope y'all are doing okay today. I thought I would start off a new week and a new day with something a little bit deep for a change. But today I want to get more serious since we're starting a new week. As you're listening to this, if you're listening in real time, it really don't matter whether it's the beginning of the week or the end of the week. It just seems like for a lot of folks that are doing the day-to-day, they say that uh, 70 to 80% of people, most of us, hate our jobs. We don't like it. We're just doing it because we have to, not because we want to, to pay the bills and make a little money and to keep food on the table and uh, stay inside a place that has a table, take care of our family and all that stuff. But today I want to talk about something I want to encourage you with a little bit of a Bible lesson. We all need a little bit of encouragement and sometimes we ask the question, which is the title for today's episode, we ask the question, why hard times? You know, a lot of us go through through hard times, different different places, different times in our life, and baby boomers, hey, <laughs> we've had our share, haven't we? We've gone through a lot of stuff when we were coming up, 50s and 60s, we had a pretty good time in the United States if you're living in the West, but all over the world, folks are having hard times, but maybe you weren't from a rich family, and maybe if you were a rich family, there was relationship problems. Maybe mama and daddy wasn't as nice and kind as leave it to Beaver's mama and daddy and uh, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson, how they treated their kiddos. Maybe you had money issues, poverty, whatever. Maybe you had sickness in your family. I don't know what it is. And maybe you're going through all that now as we're winding down in our baby boomer days and the sands of our hourglass are shifting to the bottom. We all have an expiration date. Good Lord knows when that is. And why do we have hard times? Well, I've been thinking about that. We have a, a pastor's given a series on Exodus and talking about how the children of Israel came out of Egypt and talking about how they were slaves and how they were making the bricks out of straw and how they were persecuted by the, by the Pharaoh and treated unkindly. But we have hard times there. You got hard times. So why? I'm going to ask a lot of why questions, and then I'm going to give you the answer. 
you might already know the answer, but I want to encourage you with the answer because this is applicable or applicable to all of us. Don't have to be a Bible star or a Bible figure or a person of a renowned or any of that to understand what I'm going to say. So, why would God allow the Israelites to go into slavery? Why would he allow all that hardship to go? Why would he allow them to go into captivity, not just once, but a couple of few times, and then be scattered all throughout the land? Why would God put the Israelites with their backs up against a mountain, the Egyptian army coming at them and the sea in front of them with no way out. Why would God do that? Why would God put you in the situations that you're in? Sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we think God's mean and he's causing all the problems. Well, he did give us free moral agency and sometimes we cause our own problems, don't we? Sometimes we make a mess for ourselves because we just make the wrong choices. And we do have free moral agency. We do have free choices. Yes, sometimes we do things that are unhealthy, so we suffer the consequences physically. Sometimes we have nothing to do with that and wonder why that happens when we didn't do anything. We're just innocent, haven't caused any problem, didn't smoke, didn't drink, and yet we got this or that or cancer comes up or, woo, just life is hard sometimes. Sometimes we're working real hard and all of a sudden we get laid off. Why is that? And why would, back to the Bible here, why would God allow for folks to go hungry when he had him out there preaching for a couple of days? Why would he allow a storm to come up when the folks are in a boat? He's sleeping down in the bottom just having a nice nap. Everybody's freaking out because there's a storm. So why would God cause that storm or any other storm in our lives? Well, the answer to that question, I believe, sometimes God allows us to go through hard times so that he can show himself mighty. Now, I don't make a lot of sense to us, but it does say in the Bible that God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and that his ways are so much high above. How many times have you been going through something, and you haven't figured it out, you get all bad at God and life and everything else, and then as it turns out, things turn out pretty good for the better after you go through the hard times. Uh, my example... One of my best examples is went up to Philadelphia to go to physician assistant school. It's going to be a PA. Going to make a lot of money. Going to go help people. It didn't work out. So instead of being there for two years and then going doing my thing, what I planned and what I thought was supposed to go on, I ended up being what I called stuck in Philadelphia for. 14 years. Didn't know why, but as things turned out, I found out, well, I was there, not for PA school, believe it or not. <laughs> I thought so. But turned out I was there to reconcile with my mom who lived up in Massachusetts, just far enough to where I wasn't on to what Jehovah Tricky was doing. I was just thinking I was there for PA school, but since I was close, I visited with my mom and we reconcile a whole bunch of problems and get along just fine right now. And also, I said, why are we here? So, okay, so that's done. Why, why am I still here? Well, my youngest daughter was discovered while we were there that she had a hole in her upper two chambers of her heart. And we just happened to be in an area of the United States that had the best 
cardiac surgeon for my daughter's situation. We had a whole bunch of miracles happen that I just can't explain any other way but to say it was a miracle. So that we were in the right place at the right time. Circumstances happened that they just kept on changing things. We were in a, my hospital just to get her in the system, and the doctors were not figuring out what was going on. It just happened that night that a cardiac resident was on duty. He looked at my daughter's EKG, had an echogram. If you know what that is, you look inside the heart. He discovered she had a big old hole between her two atriums. And he rushed her downtown to another hospital that specialized in cardiac stuff. And they were getting fixing to do something they call a TEE. What they do is they stick it down your throat and they get behind your heart instead of having just a regular picture of your heart where your ribs would be in the way and stuff. But they get behind it and they take a picture so they get a better, clearer picture of your heart. What's going on? Well, they were going to do that. But the doctor, and I love when people say, I don't know why, but the doctor said, I don't know why, or the anesthesiologist was going to do this TEE. He said, I ain't doing it. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to sign off on it. I won't do it. And I'm and I think since she has, uh, she's young and she has a case because where she was was for mostly people that were, were having heart diseases, elder, elderly folks, and other issues. But she had birth defect and we were just happened to be close to Children's Hospital and the Pennsylvania University Hospital or hub. Anyhow, we were real close and he said, well, I'm going to transfer her over there and they can decide. So when I asked the doctor in the new hospital, when is she going to get this fancy schmancy TEE? And the doctor looked at me in horror and said, oh no, she can't have that. That would have killed her. So how's that? We were in the hard times. We didn't know why and that happened. And then we get the best doctor for this issue. Uh, just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And there are so many miracles to that. But why did we go through all that? Why did my daughter have to go through all that? Living all that time, we weren't even aware. We were always thinking it was asthma and a heart murmur. Because that's what we were told all the time. There's a special sound. you got to be really skilled like this surgeon that did the surgery on my daughter to patch the hole. You have to be able to really be attuned to know what the sounds are. It's kind of, you know what I mean. There's certain sounds that only you know that you can recognize, like the way a baby cries. You know whether it's hungry, whether it's wet, or whether it just wants some attention. Mamas, you know that, right? Daddy, sometimes you can figure that out, sometimes. But there's different sounds for the guys that like fixing cars. There's certain sounds you hear and you know exactly what's wrong with your car. Yeah. So, with my daughter, nobody except really expert cardiologist folks and cardiac surgeons would hear that sound. So all those years, they were thinking it was heart murmur, just a valve that wasn't closing right. So, and the breathing problem wasn't pulmonary hypertension, which is much more serious than asthma. We thought it was asthma. Anyhow, <laughs> there you go. So why'd she go through those hard times? Well, after, there's a deal there where God showed himself mighty because he sure did put her in the right place at the right time, gave us the right people so that she could get fixed up. So how did that help my daughter go through hard times? Well, she was working a job that was didn't have a whole lot of uh, potential for moving up, let's just say that. And after her surgery and everything, she thought, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of going nowhere. I'm paraphrasing her words, but she said, I'm kind of going nowhere. I need to reevaluate, and I think I'm going to go to veterinary nursing school because I love animals. She's always loved animals. She loved working with horses, loved working with dogs. She loves animals, and she went to veterinary nursing school. Now she has a really good job. She's on her own. 
own and she is doing well. She is excelling the way she was meant to be. So hard times or what? So God could show himself mighty. So you say, oh, well, that's happenstance. You just, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, let's go back to the Bible. Okay, how come God put the Israelites with their back up against the mountain and Pharaoh's army coming at them and the Red Sea in front of them? No way out! Why'd he do that? In that case, so he could part the Red Sea so they could walk through, so he could destroy their enemies and they would never be seen again. He showed himself mighty. Told Moses, he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So they did, and he did. And he crossed the Red Sea. Why would God put them out in the wilderness without food, without water? Well, he provided manna. For 40 years they had food to eat that God provided, and they had a couple times Moses was told uh, to get water out of a rock. And as a side note, their shoes and their clothes did not wear out for 40 years. Showed himself mighty. He wanted to show himself the provider. Okay, so not enough examples. How about this one? Why did Jesus give the sermon and talk for two, three days, have people out in the middle of nowhere, and then they were hungry? They had nothing to eat. Little boy had uh, his lunch was... Two fish, five loaves, not enough to feed thousands that were there. Why did God allow them to go hungry? Why didn't he say, hey, you know, this sermon's been a half hour already and Denny's is getting ready to open. <laughs> you know, some folks, they don't like the sermons going past half hour, hour, hour and a half. Oh, Lord, that's too long and we're going to have to beat the other folks to the, to the Denny's or to the Ryan's or whatever your favorite restaurant is when you go after you go to church, you want to go out to eat. Right? So why did he keep them there three days? Knowing they're going to be hungry. Why did he allow that? Well, he took those two fish and loaves and multiplied them to not only feed the 5,000, but there was 12 baskets of leftovers left over. He did it twice. One time there was 12 baskets, right? And the next time there was seven. You need to go look in that for yourself if you don't believe me, but it's Kind of popular Bible story for those that already know. And if you don't know, you might want to look that up. You might even want to go to thechosen.tv and watch the Season 3, Episode 8. Yeah, you want to watch the whole series, but if you want to know about feeding the 5,000 and the fishes and the loaves, you can go there, and it would be very interesting. So, why did he allow that? Well, he allowed that. <laughs> he said, I let him go hungry. I guess I got to feed him. So, he showed himself mighty to show he was the Messiah, that he was the Almighty God, and he multiplied the fish and the loaves. He let him go hungry, or allowed them to go hungry, so that he could feed them. Yes, and I'll end with this one to encourage you. Why sometimes we go through storms in our life. Two times there were storms. One time Jesus was in a boat sleeping. And one time they were in the boat crossing over. And Jesus was walking on the water. Now, if that ain't showing yourself mighty, well, I don't know what is. But besides that, they're in the storm. He's walking on the water. And they're going, oh, it's a ghost. Well, who did I? I don't think he talked like that. Maybe they did when they were scared. But anyhow, so they said, oh, no, it's a ghost. We're going to die. What's going on? Well, why did he cause the storm in the first place? He's walking down in the water in the storm. He actually says to Peter, hey, get out the boat. Well, Peter said, if you are who you say you are, I'm paraphrasing, tell me to get out the boat and I'll walk on water too. 
And Jesus said, hey, come on up. And Peter walked on water, didn't he? That's pretty cool. And after God got Peter, because he kind of got a little scared, and Jesus got him into the boat safe and sound. Yes, he did. That's also in that episode of TheChosen.tv. That's free. You can get it on your Smarty Pants phone. You can also hook up Roku and stuff like that on your TV so you don't watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your TV. But it's free. Anyhow, why do you have the storm in the first place? Because remember, when he was sleeping in the boat, he just got up. They were all freaking out, thinking, we're going to die. Why don't you care? Don't you care? We're going to die. He said, hey, storm, peace, be still. And storm stopped. So why did he allow the storm then? Well, show himself mighty. He's in charge of the universe. Yeah. And so why did he allow the storm when Peter got out on the water, and then he got in a boat, and he got in a boat, and he's sitting in the boat, and they're rocking away, and all of a sudden, he just said, okay, that's enough of that. Uh. Peace, be still. And the storm stopped. Waves got clear, they got across, and there's more to that story that you can look up later. But why did he do that? Why did he allow the storm in the first place? Well, once again, it was to show himself mighty. He is our deliverer. He's our savior. Am I calling you to become a Christian? Well, that's up to you. That's up to God. I'm just telling you a story. I believe... I sure would like for you to believe, but I can't make you do anything, and I'm not God. If nothing else, I hope this inspires you to know that when you go through tough times, there is, like they say, a silver lining in every cloud. You see the storm, why do we have rain? Well, you got to have some rain to see the rainbow, right? you got to see the promise that we're not going to get flooded again that it's going to be okay, that all things will work out. So sometimes God puts us in hard times because it helps us to trust. Sometimes it strengthens us to know that no matter what we go through, we can handle it. We can be strong. We can take it. I encourage you, no matter what you're going through, don't be downhearted and don't be discouraged. Just keep on. Don't give up. Don't quit. Be strong. If you are a believer, be strong in the Lord and trust in Him. And if you're not, you might want to try it out. Ask for help. God sometimes puts us in situations so we can get the right perspective and we know who to go to. There's a whole lot of choices in the Western world in there. And a lot of us will go to the doctor, go to the chiropractor, go to the neurologist, go to the naturologist or whatever those holistic folks. Go everywhere and then, oh! God, help! A lot of folks overseas, we need to learn a lesson from them. A lot of folks in other nations, what we would call in America, third world nations, they ain't got a lot of choices. It's either God or nothing. In this life, we're going to have trials and tribulations, but we're going to make our way through it. Whatever you're going through, I just want to encourage you to hang in there, keep on, be strong, and know there is help. And know that this too shall pass, whatever it is that we're going through. And I hope that has blessed you in some way today. This is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy. I hope you do come back for the next episode. And until then, I will just say goodbye and God bless.